It's 7 p.m. You've just got home and you haven't had a sip of water all day. If you can relate to this, then this podcast episode is for you. My name is Kimberly and I'm founder of Who Get In The Early Years, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training and inspiration. With all the work I do, I'm all about empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves by creating that perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside valuing your well-being and self-care. So hi, happy Hugo Friday to you. Hope that you've had a lovely week. It's been a shorter week here in the UK as we started our week with a bank holiday on Monday. Um, so yeah, I often feel like when we do have a shorter week, I'm just squeezing everything that I'd normally do in a normal length week into the four days. So it's been quite busy here and I'm still working away writing my book, which I'm really enjoying. I'm loving the process of writing it. And it's so good for just making sure that I'm tuned into who and keeping calm and just reminding me of those strategies that we can sometimes forget when life becomes so busy. So it's a very enjoyable experience. And it's actually time and being time poor that I want to talk to you about today on our podcast together. So as you'll have heard in my introduction, I shared that it's seven o'clock, you've just got in from work and you've not even had a sip of water all day. It's just been one of those days. And I often used to feel like this. In fact, my days working um, as a leader and as a teacher, I would do very long hours in school and then I'd have quite a long journey home. It'd usually take me a good hour or so um, to travel back in the car. And during this time, I'd often be using um, my time to ring people and catch up with people on the hands-free kit. And every day I'd be ringing my grandma and I'd be talking to her about my day and I'd say things to her like, gosh, I haven't eaten my lunch today. It's just been one of those days. It's been so busy. Or, um, gosh, I can't wait to go and have my tea. I'm absolutely starving. I'm not stopped. I haven't even had breakfast today. And she would just be so shocked. She would be like, what have you been like fueled with today? Nothing. Fresh air. And you are expecting your body to work and do as it should when you're not looking after it, and you're not treating it with respect. And at the time, I'd be like, oh, goodness, <laughs> I know, but I just haven't got time. And it wasn't until a few years later, as you'll have heard me talk about, um, when I visited Scandinavia and saw how the Scandinavians live and how they do look after themselves really well and invest in Huga that I finally made that connection and realised that I needed to look after myself. I needed to fill my cup up in order to um, support those around me and to have enough to give back. And I just wasn't doing that. And it was those wise words from my grandma that sort of came back into my mind as well as a good reminder to do this. And it all links together. So, yeah, what can we do to actually be better with our time? Well, the first thing that I realised I was doing was that I was actually complaining of being time poor, but yet I still found that time at lunchtime to pick up my phone, quickly check Facebook, 
quickly scroll down my emails and maybe send a few text messages out. But I wasn't telling myself I had the time to eat. Yeah, I had the time to do that, to have screen time. And I know many of us can be guilty of this. We think that we haven't had the time in the day to do things or we're finding ourselves rushing. But actually, if we sat back and we watched our day unfold as though we were an outsider on the day, we'd probably find that there were moments in the day that could have been used more effectively or better, um, like having something to eat or having that sip of water instead of going straight to the phone and checking it. So have a think about your screen time. Are you someone that complains you don't sleep enough, but actually for the hour before bed, you are scrolling through social media. And actually that could have been time when you caught up on your sleep. So think about, are you time poor? Maybe you are, maybe you analyze your day and you realize actually you really are time poor and you're trying to squeeze too much in. Or is it that sometimes your day could be spent in a much more effective way and you could be better with doing some things and cut some things out of your day like screen time. Okay, next. Number two is your results list. So this links in really nicely to what I talk about when it comes to structuring your day and making sure you're spending time on the actions that are going to make the impact. So for instance, and I'm sure those of you that have been following me for a while now will have heard me talk about this lots, but I used to spend my Sundays planning and doing paperwork ready for the following week. And this would take me hours. And the process of doing this would mean that I missed out on having quality family time. I'd turn down walks on a Sunday afternoon uh, with my friends. And by Sunday, by Sunday night, I would just feel really quite cross about the week ahead because I'd feel like I'd already given so much of my time up for the week. And really, most of the things that I spent my Sundays doing didn't have an impact on the children. For instance, the planning. So I'd be spending all this time planning, typing it up on my computer, linking it to objectives, colour coding all the different groups and what they'd be doing. And really, it was having no impact on the children because by the time we got to Tuesday, um, my teaching assistant might have called in poorly, she might got a bug, um, so her group work couldn't happen. We might have had children's interests that have come up and we've wanted to go with those because we've understood that that's how we get maximum levels of engagement. And so that planning that I'd spent so long doing on a Sunday was pretty much binned. It wasn't done and it wasn't useful. Um, so I found, and I talk about this again in my training, that there are different ways that we can plan. We can plan retrospectively. Um, we can plan using the children's interests and fascinations. And doing all of this can save us time. And then the way that we're spending our time is going into doing our resourcing and thinking, right, that child has shown the interest in bugs. I'm going to get our graphite bugs out of the cupboard and I'm going to set up a provocation around this to support and extend learning. That is having real impact. So do a results list. Think about 
the tasks that you need to do in your day and think about why you're doing them and what impact they're going to have. And I used to stick to three tasks. So three things I'm going to do today. I must get them done and I'm going to do them because I know that by doing them, I am moving closer towards my goals and I'm able to have the impact that I need to have with the children. And then all the other little jobs, we'll get them done but they're not an, um, an urgency that the other jobs need to be. So results list. And then the third thing I want you to think about is doing too little of what lights you up in your day. And that can, again, leave us feeling frustrated and it can leave us feeling time poor. So if you're spending all of your Sundays planning for something that's not going to happen, that isn't going to make you feel excited about the week ahead. But if you say to yourself, on Friday before the weekend, I saw this child have this particular interest and I'm going to use the hour that I've put aside on my Sunday to get ready for the week and I'm going to actually make some resources to support the interest that the child's shown or I'm going to um, dig out the resources that I've got from the boxes in the garage to support this interest you're going to be excited about it because you're going to know that this will excite the child in, in the next day that you're teaching with them. So think about the things that you're doing and whether they light you up or not. Maybe even write down everything that you've done during the day and get a highlighter pen and think, which of these activities has been necessary? Which of these activities has brought me joy? And then, you can analyse it and you can think, right, I'm going to start building in more of the things that bring me happiness and joy into my day. And you could even um, do the simple activity of writing a list, a simple list of everything that makes you happy, and then trying to thread these into your daily routine. So for me, I love reading. And I used to read on an evening before bed, but it'd be one of those jobs that would often find itself um, getting missed off the day because other things would just come in and my time was precious and I'd never get to do it or by the time I sat down with a book on an evening my eyes would be so tired that I'd just fall asleep and I'd find myself rereading the same chapters night after night. So now I prioritise reading. I set my alarm clock half an hour earlier in the morning and I spend that first half an hour in bed reading my book and this is a good way for me to start my day it leaves me feeling positive and it means that I'm doing something that brings me happiness and I haven't missed it out of my day so there you go three ways that you can reconsider your day if you're feeling like you're time poor and a reminder as well that we have to look after ourselves we have to invest in us in order to give more back it's no good not having the water that we need in the day. It's no good not eating well. It's no good missing out on key movement time. Our brains, our bodies really crave for all of this stuff. And you're going to be so much more productive if you can look after yourself better. So recap on those three things. So number one, thinking about your screen time, <laughs> thinking about are you missing out on doing things because you're spending so much time on your screen? 
Number two, it's devising a results list. So three things, three priorities that every day that's going to move you closer to reaching that goal, having that impact and feeling some success in your life. And then number three, it's reviewing and reflecting on what you're doing in your day and doing too little of what lights you up and replacing that with a little bit more joy. So I hope you find that useful. Um, next week, I'm going to come to you with a podcast episode all about children being bored in nature and how you can overcome this. So join me back next week for this episode and I hope that you have a really lovely weekend. I'm actually off next week. We've got our first week off since August last year so I'm really looking forward to it. So have a good weekend and I'll be back with you with a pre-recorded, I'm just giving you a warning there, uh, podcast episode for you. Okay, take care. Bye.